Hello, I'm Eric Nance, and you're listening to episode 19 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast for issue 2020-51, released on December 21st, 2020. This week's issue is curated by Rio Nakakawara, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. We have seen many important advancements in the field of reproducible analyses in the R community. There's a high chance that in a given issue of R Weekly, you will find at least one story involving a novel use or new tooling based on R Markdown. But that is only one aspect of most data science workflows. Much like the famous data analysis diagram in the critically acclaimed R for Data Science, a workflow not only involves the communication of results, but also includes data processing, modeling, and supporting visualizations. With roots from his academic research, statistician Will Landau tackled this problem head-on with the creation of Drake, a very powerful package providing an R-focused pipeline toolkit that quickly became a key fixture in the R ecosystem. Drake is a technical marvel in with the ways that enabled R users to efficiently process complex workflows in familiar data structures, and it has received much well-deserved praise, including from one of our very own curators, Miles McBain. Over time, Will has gained valuable feedback and practical experience with leveraging Drake in many different statistics and data science pipelines, and reached a point where limitations on the architecture and current design philosophy were a roadblock to taking it to another important evolutionary step. Enter Will's newest package called Targets, which addresses the ever-important user experience in creating and running these pipelines. On top of the many improvements for back-end object storage, debugging, and environment usage, Will has made it much easier for aspiring authors to create their packages referred to as target factories, serving as a friendly domain-specific front-end to targets with the new Targetopia. Will has outlined clear starting points for authors to start creating their own target factories and links to domain-specific example packages such as stand targets for Bayesian analyses. While Drake is certainly not going away, the Targetopia is positioned to be the next major revolution in the workflow of reproducible data science. Most modern sites in today's World Wide Web display innovative summaries and visualizations, often with interactive elements, without any hint of the massive complexities of the data sources behind them. The JSON format is most often used for these elements, serving as a ubiquitous communication language between these elements. Unlike the re traditional rectangular layouts we see for representing data frames, JSON is much more akin to the versatile list object, often with complex hierarchies. It may seem like these raw JSON representations of the data are held under lock and key with only the web designers holding said key, but with modern tooling available in R, we can have our own virtual keys to unlock these sources. In his latest blog post, 
Thomas Mott continues his tutorial series on parsing JSON formats in R with a very detailed post on scraping JSON raw data sources from sites that don't quite make that connection obvious. Thomas sets the stage by sharing the very different intended usage of raw JSON in these sites versus typical datasets and the methods of subsetting complex list structures available to you. Through three example sites of varying complexity, he shares methods of inspecting the plumbing behind the sites with browser developer tools, identifying the actual JSON source addresses, and then leveraging key tidyverse functions for parsing the often multi-level nests of variables into a much more intuitive data frame. Other fascinating examples include trying to harness multiple JSON scripts used in sites like ESPN's NFL win probability charts and other API functions. On top of gaining a new appreciation for the lengths web designers take for providing the best possible lens to data insights, Thomas has successfully shown how no matter what these views happen to be, we have the capabilities of putting our R skills to use for unlocking the potential of these interesting data sources in new ways. At the core, a successful visualization communicates the key insights and takeaways from a data analysis in such a way that the reader can grasp easily. In situations where many individual data points are presented in a scatter plot, it can be important to draw attention to additional context about these points. Employing text annotations to points is one approach, but with a large number of points, we can quickly encounter severe overlapping, practically defeating the purpose of the annotations. One excellent package in the ggplot2 ecosystem addressing this issue directly is the ggrepel package by Kamil Slowakowski, which recently gained a significant upgrade to version 0.9.0. Among the notable new features in this release, now points of different sizes can have text labels repelled in the right context, ability to curve line segments connecting the annotations to the point, and customizable max overlapping to specify how much overlap is permitted before excluding a label entirely. You are invited to check out the package news file for additional details as well as new vignettes demonstrating the new features in action. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. Rio has done a fantastic job as usual with this release, with additional stories including a fun take on 10 years of brick-built Lego Christmas trees, a deep dive into the new base pipe operator, demystifying the colase function, and much more. It's hard to believe that the 2020 series of our weekly issues is almost complete. We greatly appreciate your support, especially in such a tumultuous year. And hopefully our weekly has given you a great diversion and jumpstart to your R knowledge each week. Have a great week and a safe and relaxing holiday season. And we will be back with one of our last highlights podcast for 2020 next week.